This is a 10 minute guitar. Oh, it's perfect. That's perfect, man. Michael, thank you so much. We are at the building show and we're at booth. I already forgot it again. I'm sorry. 8227. Talking to Michael from Tilt Wall. Correct. But you have your brother here too, but he was too afraid to get on the mic. You think he's my brother? Oh, I thought he was his brother. No. Brother? I'm sorry. <laughs> I made a mistake. Okay. Related to you? Married into the family? Not Something? at all. No, just two really pasty guys. Got it. Two yeah. pasty guys from Europe. All right. Yeah. So now you're joining two other pasty guys from Europe. Welcome aboard, gentlemen. <laughs> well, I like how you started the uh, conversation. You were telling me that a Portuguese backyard is what? <laughs> it, it's when you uh, rip out all the live trees, shrubs, and bushes and just replace it with a concrete slab. It is uh, so I, true. I'm laughing because it's true, man. It is so true. You can totally see your grandma going, Manny, Manny, there's too much green here. Just rip it all out. Give me gray. Mix a bag of cement. Mix yeah. a bag of cement. That's all it is. So today we want to talk about concrete. Let's do it. But you guys are doing something different with concrete. Yeah, we're doing something that's actually done in a bunch of other places throughout the world but not ontario what we've done is we figured out that the uh, best quality of concrete is its durability and fluidity so what we've done is we've put all the the concrete on the outside with the insulation on the inside the easiest way of explaining it is like a reverse icf so with icf you have this form where you've got insulation concrete insulation we reverse that well not we personally but that's how technology we use where you've got concrete insulation concrete which means you don't have to finish the exterior afterwards how old is this technology about 100 years 100 wow. years yeah and yeah. so why is ontario canada so late to the game well the construction industry as a whole in ontario seems to be very very conservative it's like this is the way we've done things this is the way we're going to continue to do things until something traumatic happens well, that's not the case what are you talking about exactly yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no it's always the same you know it's always up especially and, yeah. in concrete no no those guys are yeah i know at the cutting edge of innovation they embrace iphones and digital technology they bury it in the concrete oh for sure that's what they do with yeah. it i think uh, i think i think construction companies are probably still the only ones that have a fax number in the footer <laughs> 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 Listening to an A track in their yeah, Chevy. Exactly, yeah. That's what it is. Hey, we don't want to play down. No, I'm fascinated by it. So, you guys, how old is Tiltwall? 2002. 2002? Yeah. So, it's been around for a little while. Just a touch, yeah. And then, okay, so what's your start? Tell us your start in construction. My start in construction? Yeah. So, my, as far as I can remember, my grandfather was in construction. I was born in Warsaw, Poland. So, that's where, where the whole thing started. My old man was in construction. And then, when we came over, he was trained as a plumber. And then he eventually got into, like, a, became a GC. They're still flipping homes to this day. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Good. Yeah. I was looking at, I, I finished my undergrad a few years ago, and I, I was looking at doing something innovative. We were, I was living in a home that was built in the 60s, and this thing was incredibly uncomfortable. Like, I'd be sitting on the couch, and the left side of my body would be freezing, and the right side of my body would be really, really warm. <laughs> right? So I'm like, there's got to be a better way of building these things. And I, I was never a fan of wood, because, well, not very durable and highly flammable. Yeah, yeah, and coming from a country that's constantly being invaded by, by its neighbors, <laughs> it, it, it seems like... We are some, not yeah. going to get no, political. No, I love it. Honestly, I love it. You know, it's in my DNA to be that's like, right. oh, the raiders are coming. <laughs> um, I, think I, I, I think I found my 
lost brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, lend your brother too then, okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I wanted to do something with, with concrete homes. I wanted, I spoke to architects, I spoke to, to builders, and this is, I was just doing my personal research, and I would come up to these guys and be like, hey, I want to build a concrete home. And the first response was, even if these guys are from uh, another part of the world where they have concrete homes, like, no, 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 you don't want to do that. And the reason they don't want to do that is because that's not what they're used to, right? It's just, you know, we've got a formula, we do uh, timber framing, you know, we skin it, we, we drywall it. Don't mess with our schedule, that's right. don't mess yeah, with we, the things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We don't, want to, we don't want to change things. And so I understand where they're coming from. You know, it's hard enough being a GC. You know, it's hard enough dealing with the regular day-to-day -day stuff where you got some guy going, hey, I want to try something completely different. So true. And so eventually, you know, I, I found Tiltwall and I called him up and I was like, hey, I wanted something with with concrete homes and then I got Len the owner on the phone immediately where he's like yeah I love concrete homes and then I'm like I want to do something concrete homes and we started talking and a few months later we started working together so um, actually about a month ago we launched a new residential division because with Tiltwall we specialize in, in commercial work and multi-res work and things like that but we launched a new division that specializes in pre-designed homes and I was doing some research about how homes are sold right now if you want to have a cottage built or a custom home built. And it's incredibly, it's expensive, it's complicated, it's, it's, it's difficult, it's slow. So we wanted to do something that was simple, easy to understand, fast and economical. So we basically pre-designed a bunch of homes and then we started, you know, we launched a website that advertises this and it's kind of the same way you would buy a, a car. We've got four sizes, we've got four finishes on the outside, <laughs> we've got four trim levels and then you know the size of garage that if you're looking for it, right? And because we did all these things in, in mind with our construction method, it's it's more durable, it's it's actually more uh, sustainable, it's, it's much faster to build and it's much more economical. Now the, the trade-off is you don't get to play around with the design because we've, we've built it to, for efficiency and, and there's no basement in it, right? It's, it's kind of like a, a Tesla Model 3 of homes where it's very minimal, it's, it still looks cool. I guess the easiest way of describing it is like a deconstructed loft where if we had a loft building and then took all the loft, like we broke it up and then put it on the ground, right? So if you're used to apartment or condo living, this is right up your alley. This is what I get. But this, yeah. it, it, like in all fairness, this is a better house. Yeah. Than dimensional lumber or even engineered lumber. This oh, is a yeah. better house. Yeah. Cost-wise, because I, I think it's it's similar cost to an ICF house. Actually, so if you're going with our pre-designed homes, pre-designed and with pricing in mind, it's about 30% less. Than an ICF wow. house. No, than, than a conventionally built home. 30%, really? Yeah. So our homes start off at about 225 a square foot. A conventional home usually starts off about 300 bucks a square foot. Wow. How is that possible? Because we've, for starters, pre-engineered it so it's more accommodating to us. We're still open to suggestions. We're actually looking for someone who wants to build a sample home, a demo home. You know, if there's a few tweaks in the design that we need to change to make it a little bit more popular, then we can do that. We're still fluid at this point in time, right? Got it. Concrete talk. Um, uh, I made a joke. <laughs> <laughs> One joke a day. And it wasn't it. Portuguese. Yeah, I made yeah, a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so we're actually looking for somebody who's looking to, to have a home built. Yeah, this style of home. And if we, you know, if we need to move the, the floor plan around until we find something that's really popular and kind of grabs the attention, we're, we're open to that, right? Once we finalize that, then it's kind of, it's going to be set in stone. So how quickly, I know that literally. Was actually, uh, yeah, literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> how, how much faster? Like, I mean, you guys are doing all the work on the ground. When it comes to, to home, and then we'll switch to the, the commercial stuff later on. When it comes to the, actually home and commercial is about 20 to 30% faster. But with the homes, actually even faster. We can get the whole thing done in about two to three months. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, and it's because we, with the homes, we're going to 
build everything in our facility in Woodstock and then ship it over to wherever you are. It'll go up in maybe a day or two. And then because we're dealing with a very fluid product like concrete, we can put in a lot of the electrical, all the piping, all the penetrations that you need beforehand. With our windows is we guarantee our window sizes. So we're not, you know, concrete doesn't flex like wood does. So once we put up the walls, we know exactly what kind of windows we need to install in these things. Yeah, we, we've standardized it. Okay, so take us like, okay, I'm yeah. a client. I come to you. We're, yeah. let's, let's talk residential. Right, let's talk residential. Okay, so I'm a client. I come to you, and I'm interested in doing a tilt wall. Okay. Home. Yeah. I, let's just, for argument's sake, it's 2,500 square foot, two-story. Okay. Two-story. Uh, walk me through. When it comes to, that would be kind of outside the regular package that we were just Got talking it. So about. we're talking a custom package. Yeah, we're talking about custom pot Good package. afternoon. Watch the live color staining demo on the precast aesthetic studio happening now. That's the loudest Alexa I've ever heard in my life. And for everyone, <laughs> we're live right now <laughs> at the building show in Metro Toronto Convention Center. So, sorry, back okay. to so outside of the box. Okay, outside the box. If you want to have a, a custom home, let's say you want to do 2,500 square feet, you want to, let's say, you want to have a basement in this thing, then what we would do is we would look at the drawing and then we will build the exterior walls because that's where a tilt-up makes the greatest amount of sense for, for this kind of application because our exterior walls have an incredible fire rating. They're incredibly energy efficient because it's concrete it's insulation. Concrete, concrete insulation, concrete, yeah. which is the European old school way of building things yep. minus the insulation. That's we didn't right. have the insulation, no, then it but we know work. how concrete works when That's it comes right. to radiant, right? Retaining that heat inside the house. Yeah, man, I love that. And, and to give you an example of that, so we have a 16,000 square foot office in Woodstock and about three years ago in the dead of winter, our boiler just crapped out. It took us almost two weeks to notice a temperature drop because the concrete retains so much, much mass. I, believe, I yeah. believe it. I, I love it. it. That's why yeah. I, I'm always been a fan of these kinds of structures, right? Yeah. Okay, so back to our, our back couple. Back to your scenario. Yeah. Okay, so you want to build a 25-square-foot home. You've got, you want to build it in the city, out of the city. Easiest, best-case scenario is that we would like to build it on site. Like, meaning we like to cast everything on site. But if we're limited uh, with spacing, if you're building in the city, we can truck the panels in from uh, our facility. But let's say you've got more than enough room, we cast everything on site, so we will build the exterior walls, we'll stand them up, you know, and they're done. They're finished on the outside, they're insulated, they're finished on the inside, wow. right, all the electricals in them. And then if you want to do a conventional build on the um, on the interior walls, because you, you know, you might want to make this bigger or make this smaller over time regarding rooms, uh, then you've got that flexibility, right, with drywall uh, and studs. If we do something, um, I have a tendency of rambling on. No, Does you're that not. answer this your question? This is fascinating, man. So, okay, so I guess my biggest, you're running all the conduit through it, you're running all the electrical through it, yep. you have the R value already in there for the insulation. Mm -hmm. uh, how are, like, Okay, how is the building department? Do they love this? I, I want to go back to the couple building the house. Sure. But how, how does the building industry embrace this? Do they Usually when it comes to the building inspectors, once we get them up to speed, once they kind of understand what it is that we're doing, they hang around the job site a lot because this isn't something they see they every day. They want to learn, man. They want to, like, this is really cool. You guys yeah. are really pushing the edge. I'm like, yeah, we would be if this was the 1890s. <laughs> um, uh, but but it's, yeah, it's it's that kind of, you know, if the building inspector is like, no, this is the way it should be done. This is the only way it should be. There's going to, it's going to be a little trickier, but majority of the guys are like, this is cool, right? This is, uh, you know. That's how we are. No questions? Oh, I have tons then of questions. Then start asking Let's go. questions. I, I'm, I'm, the first thing for me, all is is our value yeah i see a thermal break in here i see like a three inch thermal rigid yeah three to four inches usually and yeah. what is that 
R value. So the R value. So there's R six per inch, right? Yeah. Uh, Generally, five, this one is is, is five. Okay. So when you got two things going for you when you're discussing R value, you got nominal and then you've got effective, right? So the nominal R value for this wall assembly is going to be an R twenty because it's mass construction, meaning it's heavy duty construction. That is good enough for the building code. Well, As hang on a sec. You can't. Oh no, sorry. You were well, describing building code, so well, that's okay. Uh, that's interesting good, good because. Enough. We just we don't like that term good enough. Oh, okay. We no, hate no, that term. Okay, good forget enough. about but it you, then. But you attached it to a building code, which is totally true. Okay. What it means is is that the nominal value, right? What we're actually going through right now is we're looking for uh, we want to get a wall assembly certified because that eight inches of concrete, you know, three and and five on on either side, adds a tremendous amount of, of mass. That's right, mass, right? Which prevents that temperature flow between the two between the inside and the outside. Well, you have a thermal break. That's right. So what I find interesting is that wall codes are R24. Yep. So you have a mass of, uh, so you have an R value of 20. Yep. And then you have the mass on the inside, which increases it probably to an R30. This is what we're trying to, to establish right now, yeah. right? We're talking to uh, NRC, we're talking to a few regulatory bodies about getting the certification done, and they would actually do a test to see how long it would take, you know, the heat to penetrate from one to the other. Right. One of these guys that we were talking to, you know, we're talking about doing a fire rating test, and they're almost like, why? This is basically a bunker. Yeah, there's no burning material. On top of that, there's no off-gassing coming from the from the styrofoam no, because it's, it's trapped inside. Yeah. I'm curious, the rebar is like 15 mil. Does it ever go up to 20 mil? I've never had to answer that question. I don't know that yeah. question, but I can get you those technical uh, details later on. How, how do you tie in the corners and the T's where the walls meet? So we can either do a miter or we can do a butt. I prefer butts because they're <laughs> I do too. All right. Okay. Well, I think We're everybody in construction prefers butts. Okay. So, uh, so if we go with a, a butt joint, we've got the two assemblies. Then what we'll do is we'll have a level of spray foam, and then we'll have two layers of caulking on the outside. So once the first layer fails, you still have the second one protect, preventing any any water. And, and moisture and, and, and vapor flowing, movement, yeah. and then you just fix it again, right? Because the caulking is going to fail. That's what it's there for, right? Over time, it does. Yeah. yeah. How do you structurally attach those two corners together? The uh, the roof structure. The roof brings, structure yeah. does that. Yeah, just okay. like any other wall. Assembly, and now, right? do you guys pour solid concrete floors, or using poured cast? For the flooring, uh, we've done it both ways. We've done uh, things like hollow core. We did a project in the Muskoka's where we actually 10 inch concrete slabs. Wow. Yeah, so we built this resort. This, uh, Core slabs, though, not solid tenage? No, this was solid. Solid tenage? Yeah. Why, why was the client were radiant? No, they weren't. I don't know if they were radiant. They wanted us to do the flooring. We did the flooring. <laughs> These floor slabs were 6 by 12 meters big, 10 inches thick. Holy How heavy was that? Very. That's insane. And yeah. you trucked it or you did it Wait, on site? No, we did it on site. You did it on site? Yeah, we can't truck that in. No, no. no. Not that. Wow. What I find interesting also is that with our weather conditions, mm -hmm. it's almost impossible to get a really good pour during the winter season. Is this something that you can pour at the shop and then have perfect conditions so the concrete cures perfectly and then bring it to site? Ground heaters. So what we do is we use ground heaters in the winter to make sure that these things will actually cure property. And to make sure that that happens, we have sensors in the wall assemblies. Wow. Yeah. So we work 
year round. It's not fun. So it heats the rebar because I know that the rebar is just as important as the concrete for the connection, right? Technical question, kind yeah. of above and beyond, but okay. we do build uh, year round and usually what will happen is, is that if we are pouring, the temperature never drops below 10 degrees Celsius for the concrete. Uh, and you guys awesome. have the sensors and everything. Yeah, we've got the sensors. We'll stick around for another year or two. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. this is Canada. It's Ontario. Yeah. So the temperature drops, but construction oh, yeah. doesn't stop. That's right. And once we get those walls up, you have insulated structures. You're heat, right? So you can yeah. actually throw on a propane heater for the job site, let the other trades keep on working. Yeah. It should be pretty cozy. It but, is. But there's, there's a lot of benefits to this. You're not talking about termites anymore. You're not talking about mice control. Like, they can't go through concrete. No, it's going to so be you're, tough. So you're eliminating pests and mold and yep. mildew. Do. Well, There's movement. There's well, no movement. Like, where is your movement of a new structure here? There's nothing. So we lift these things after about seven days. They got about 75% of their strength, which is good enough for us to, to fill them. And that's that's it. It's done. So do clients, do you guys prefer on wood floor joist setups or prefer the concrete setups? As far as the residential side Residential of side. We've done it. It's ideally for homes the way we've designed our homes, pre-engineered homes like the modular homes, is we use open web steel joists, right? Because we can drop those like I can put pockets into the wall assembly so yep. you can just drop those in yeah wow. and it um, well if you're dealing with metal it's also a lot and more then sturdy you're, you're making every other mechanical trade extremely happy because yeah. they can run all their stuff right through those open webs yep wow what's the highest you can go with these forms the largest panel we've built was on this Muskoka site we made a panel that was 60 feet by 14 feet Wow. Yeah, that was pretty big. And then the tallest panel we've done so far, I think it was 52 feet. We can, you know, we can do three, four stories in one go. We actually did a building, this is years ago, it was about 10 years ago in Humber College, where it was all three stories at once. Whoa. <laughs> First, second, So and you third poured story. all three stories, got it all ready, and then lifted all of them. And I think there was six, I forget how many panels there were, but the front facade has basically six panels. And each panel is three stories high, I think, by 16 feet. So once we stand this thing up, the whole height is... is still like I'm in that, you, you guys have videos up online or what? I yeah. want to see this. Yeah, yeah, we I see, like, you got to invite us to see this. I want to see this in it's person. bananas. It's, it's got to be majestic, man. It's, it's, Do you have like a, a full-blown band out there just like just pulling out the, the, the music instruments as yeah, it's going up? Yeah, we usually do up? like a mariachi band <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's incredible. That's what I'm hearing in my, my head when I'm picturing this, man. It's got to be insane lifting up 60 foot. That's insane, man. You, we have some pretty pretty big but the other bananas site. thing is that yeah. it's actually a proper wall yeah like insulation wise structural wise mechanical wise it's actually a proper wall well, what's impressive is the thermal break and the no off gassing like that for me that's everything yeah. Because that's where we're going with technology. That's where we're going with the industry, right? What types of cladding are you guys offering? I can put your face on it. Uh, we can do brick. We can do actual thin brick that looks like brick oh, and feels like brick. Yeah, we can do stone. We can use dozens of different form liners. We did a uh, project out in uh, Ottawa. It was a school. And what the art teacher had done is that she had all the students press their hand uh, oh, that's a piece cool. of paper, right? That's cool. Then what we did is we digitized it and had a custom form liner printed 
right? So that's that the school cool. has all these handprints in a very, you know, well-designed manner between like the brick facades and things like that in the school for, for as long as this building is going to stand. And it's wow. going to stand for a very long time. So you weren't joking about putting my face in the concrete. No, we could do it, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, but not Jimmy Manny's Hoffa, right? Not Jimmy Hoffa face. <laughs> no, no. Not, if, if, he, if, he, if he wants us to do it. No, you know what? No, no. You made a good point. Manny's Funhouse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's another kind of podcast. That's not this one, man. Uh, that's amazing. So you guys just do it and then create a negative of it and pour it yeah. into the form and yeah. then pour the concrete. We can do whatever, right? Obviously, wow. it's, yeah, the most common, like the things that we're doing for the homes is we've got the four exteriors that we went with was an exposed concrete, a stucco board form. So it's basically looks like wood. And then there's this one called West Coast Contemporary with stone and board and it's all concrete, but it looks like wood. So when we get to windows, window installs, how are they? They're tying them into the concrete? Very, very simple. So what we do is we, um, first of all, the, the window sizes are, are, are guaranteed. So as soon as you give us a drawing, whether it's commercial, residential, or your windows. Those are the windows. Those are the windows, right? Since 2002, we've purchased one window. Not like a series of windows, just one window. Because we can make it, because we're working on the ground. It's so much easy, right? Yeah, of We're course. not dealing with all this lateral pressure. There's no blowouts. There's none of that, right? Blowouts. Wow, that's yeah. brilliant. Blowouts. No, that's brilliant. So it's, yeah, it, because of the cranes. And it's a consistent pour instead of layers. Because that's right. you, you don't know with that vibrator if it's going to catch those layers or if it's going to dry too fast or yeah. you didn't milk it enough or yeah, yeah. wow yeah. it's brilliant for sure we'll, we'll have you guys come out of the job i want to take a look at it and then it's just like why isn't everyone doing this i only heard about you guys from, from the show yeah actually literally from walking around the show i mm -hmm. heard about you guys right then and then i told him and he and he's been on tv he's been on a tv show right a rental tv show right so we mm -hmm. won't mention the name or anything like that but <laughs> well we can <laughs> <laughs> you can mention it if you want so he, you know he's whatever you go ahead i've been on a couple of a few te television shows mm -hmm. uh homes and homes homes inspections make it right i spent about 15 years in television Television. I got to experience the good things and the bad things about construction. Mm -hmm. Typically the bad things, how things are put together and the effects of bad construction. We got to learn a little bit more than an average contractor yeah. what not to do. But not everybody can do that. It's tough. Go on. This is a kind of hot button for me. Uh oh, yeah. we yeah. like it. But what I am really interested in is that I see that you have ridge beams on this one picture. There's a picture on the wall here. I was expecting to see flat roofs. Like I was looking for more I thought it would be more modern. Are those roof pitches also metal? No, these so these roof pitches over here? Yes. That's all concrete. That's the same panel. We Wait a minute, put as those the roof? roof? Hold on a sec. We're looking at stuff here, but you're referring to the walls? I know I'm talking about the roof, the roof ridge. That's a just a traditional roof. Okay. That's a traditional yeah. roof. But that house there has got brick veneer there and it also has corner concrete. Yep. That's all your product. That's all. That's just concrete with a form liner, so it looks like that. It looks like a normal house. Yeah. So the deal like you just it's so weird because it's like a commercial when you think concrete yeah most people just expect a basement to be concrete That's and right. then everything's built from the main floor up in wood you know things are changing like icf is changing now we're talking about yeah. you know solid concrete walls all the way up the reason this one looks like a regular home is the deal with len's wife was if it doesn't look if it looks like a concrete home they're not moving into it <laughs> 
So he wanted something. That, that was the deal. Huh? That was the deal. So he wants something more modern, more. And she's like, no, nah, not doing that. So is that Glenn's house? That's Glenn's house. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. And that yeah. doesn't look like a modern home. That looks like a regular home. That not a regular like, home, yeah, but it's just you, 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 a traditional home. Exactly. And you look at it and you touch it. And until you There's really so much get to detail. touch it. Yeah. That's impressive, man. If I wanted to add a chimney, is that something that is engineered in your drawings? Well, this would be, yeah, we would like whatever, because we have to, we would have to make the shop drawing. So you, right. you you show me what you want your home to look like, and we'll take care of the rest. Kind of. Wow. You guys, so take, you guys design it for the concrete. Forms we would. For yeah. I mean, we yeah. we're not engineers. We would have to get it stamped. We're not architects, right? Yeah. We have those resources disposable at our disposal. What's the negative? So the negative are okay. So depends what we're talking about. Generally, if we're doing a custom home like this, like let's say going back to your twenty-five hundred yeah. square foot example. Yeah. So the negatives are is is that the I require some area ideally to, to do it on site. If I don't, I can I can truck them in. It's kind of so a pain downtown, in the butt. So downtown, yeah. downtown, It's gonna be uh, not fun, but it's doable. Yeah. It's doable, right? Okay. The negatives are is is once the the walls are made, you don't really have a lot of flexibility with design. You have all the flexibility you want beforehand, but once we cast this thing in, Wh in which is a really good point. Most mm -hmm. homeowners no, most are indecisive homes, and no. are changing their mind all the time. Yeah, no. from the contractor standpoint, it's like but I want to change. No, it's done. But <laughs> but a custom. Once you get the perimeter, mm -hmm. your actual premier exterior shell of the house. How often have you changed it? Have as a client said, no, we want to bump it out another ten the feet. Pro the problem is, is the homeowners will come on site. What they saw visually is different from the practical mm -hmm. experience walking on site. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, I, I see where, you and know, that's it's where, like, oh, that's where yeah. the homeowner always changes their mind. They, they say, oh, I thought that door was going to be bigger. I thought I was going to have more room over sure, here. Sure, or I yeah. want to put a closet over here. You know, my daughter last night, she wanted a walk-in closet. Yeah. This isn't something you can change your mind on. You have to yeah, have a, on the a interior, No problem. On the exterior, once we cast it, it's there in stone. We're not paying for insulation anymore. We're not paying for wiring anymore. Just for the roof. Just for the roof, that's all. Insulation. Just for the roof. No, but the that depends so on the So if we're slab. going with the exterior, right? So let's say, what do I take out of the equation when I'm giving you a quote? Because usually yeah. people look at my quotes and go, you're crazy. Because they'll just compare it to regular, like a... Uh, traditional framed traditional, house. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is much more expensive for framing. It's like, we're not doing framing. We're doing, you know, we're bracing all the exterior carpentry. We're eliminating all the masonry. We're eliminating basically all of the insulation and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's... There's so many more things involved with this that it's it's more of an educational process than a convincing problem. Like it just like this really works and well, it's like, faster. Yeah, you don't have to do all these things after. It's That's all right. there already. Yeah. But what's been the mindset? So let's go back to our homeowners, right? Okay. You present your case, and they ha they obviously they're going to get three quotes from other traditional framing yeah. or th traditional building. They're going to be skeptical. Is that what it's very, they're going to be? Very. Very. So very you know, let's just look at a regular. Let's stick with that 2,500 square foot example. So if I convince the homeowner. Or if I convince an architect or an engineer or even GC to be like, look, let's really build this thing out of, out of concrete. Say I convince the homeowner. Unless they're dead set on this, it's like, I don't care what you tell me. I'm going to do this my way and that's it. Most of the time, they're going to get pushed back from everyone involved. And because the homeowner, like if you're buying a home, whether it's a one million or two or three million, it's a lot of money for, a, sure. for most people, right? Not anymore. Sure. Not <laughs> So, Toronto's pretty expensive. It is, it is. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it's more of kind of like, I don't want to, 
if you want to get divorced, it's a great building a custom home is a great way of doing it, right? It's very stressful. It's Have very fun. difficult. Exactly, Go right? To town. So it's well more. Said. <laughs> so if somebody says, "Hey, I want to build this concrete home," they're going to talk to someone. It's like, well, how many concrete homes have they built? It's like I don't know, three, four, even a hundred, right? Like how many concrete homes have your? How does everyone else build them? Oh, they build them out of wood. Well, there's got to be a reason for it. And that's usually as far as that conversation goes. So the reason we launched this residential division with these pre-modular homes is because we know that there's a market. We don't know how big the market is yet, but we know there's a market of people that are looking for something a different and want a, a simpler buying process, right? So that's what we're, we're doing right now. So most of the time, someone gets really excited about this project and then they immediately cool off after they speak to anyone involved in building. Because they deter them. And because they, they deter them. I talk to, like I'll pretend to be a homeowner and I'll talk to contractors about a concrete home. It gets to the point where I'm like, that's a lot, that's a good point. And I know this stuff, right? And it's just so fear-based because it's expensive. It's new. I don't know what we're doing. Oh, is the contractor going to pull through? What about these horror stories about, you know, I heard about all these other guys. Let them do what they're doing now. You know, it's kind of like... The lesser of two evils. Yeah, something like that, right? Like, I, I know this guy's going to screw me over, but I know how much he's going to screw me Got over. Got it. But when you talk to contractors, they get it, and they're on your side. When No? No. no you know still. who gets it? Cool. Commercial guys gets it. Because commercial guys, as far as like multi-res or, or warehouses or even schools, it's more about the numbers for them. Usually when it comes to us building a school, it's going to be 20 to 30% faster and about 10 to 50% less expensive. And because they have constraints based on budgetary uh, figures, they might get some pushback from architects or engineers. But because we've done so many of these projects beforehand, they'll be like, oh, I'll just work with someone else. Where with a homeowner, it's much more touch-feely, what are my neighbors going to think of me, what's my mom going to say about this kind of stuff, right? It's a more it's difficult true. push. It's true. It's true. When right? it becomes your personal residence, you begin to factor in what your circle, your circle of yeah. people in your life will will say about it. And I'm like, the hell with them. It's like you, you're going to actually have the best house on the street, right? And I've always said to Carlito, and he knows this too, is that all the good ideas in construction, they begin in commercial. You just beat me to it. You're well, so sorry. right. They just begin in, in commercial, and then they get filtered down to residential. I we're familiar with residential, yeah. right? So I, I want to interrupt yeah, a little yeah, yeah. bit. I, I'm from Europe. We thought we were laughing no. a little bit. Uh, <laughs> so my family, I have an uncle that built a house almost 40 years ago. He never completed putting a roof on. Never did he have a, any water damage. Mm -hmm. Never water in his house. Yeah. Never a problem. During the summer, the house was cool. When he heated it, the mat, and he had no yeah. rigid styrofoam and very little rebar. Like the old technologies, rebars like 16 on center, 10 mil, 15 yeah. if you're lucky. Now we're talking every six inches or more. But even more important, what's happening, I think, for the future is you're not using any trees up. Yeah. We're, this is t we're talking about a green home. We're talking about metal. We're talking about concrete. Well, it's a more efficient Great home. Great for the environment. You know, no more scrap wood. Just out of curiosity, yeah. do you know the numbers with the insurance company? If I build a concrete house, is my insurance cheaper because I have a fire-resistant home? I don't know. I don't know because we haven't really spoken to a lot of insurance companies. Yeah, but I think they it's a would, really good angle. It is a very good angle, not only from that standpoint, but also the modular homes that we're, we're trying to push here. Everything is made from concrete, interior walls, exterior walls, everything, wow. right? So really? if this place gets flooded, you don't need to... You dry it out. You dry it out. Well, you that's my next question. We've covered a lot. There's anything we could do on wood, we could do on the concrete walls, yeah. on the exterior. Now, on the interior walls, mm -hmm. even though the plugs are in place, and yep. do you ever prepare with like extra tubing for sound systems or extra um, wiring for the future? Like, say someone wants to hang a television on the wall. 
the next person buying the home? Do you leave options like that? Not really, no, because we It's we very could. personal? Yeah, it's very personal. I mean, you could still break it up and, and put it in there or run an extension cord or, you know, hide it in a baseboard or something. He, he hates extension cords. <laughs> no, but I was just saying, I'm, it, I'm, it goes back to, like, I've got an electrician who used to work here in Canada, but he moved back to Ireland. Mm -hmm. And then he started showing me how they do it. So then it's poured, and yep. then they chip out the channel, yep. run the conduit, yep. and then repatch it with yep, the concrete. That's and that's how it's done. So that's how you get that customization when it you gets to that point. That, it's too yeah. difficult to do this house and think what home automation, we know tech-wise where everything's headed. That's a challenge in itself because that's going to be an interesting conversation because these, in an all-concrete home, is going to actually prevent Wi-Fi signal. Yeah, so it's, you need more you need signal boosters. For yeah, sure. yeah, you're going to need signal. Or maybe boosters. you don't want that. No, you no. Yeah, that's the thing about it. It's lesser two evils. Back to that. Yeah. Parents don't want it. Kids want it. <laughs> yeah. Parents want it when they want to serve certain sites that they don't. They're not supposed to. But then they don't want it for the kids, right? So it's. It, but I mean, that's that's. I'm. I don't even care about that. I care more about this house being structurally yeah. fire, energy. Mold, Retain, mildew, mold. Oh, pests. Like, it makes it. sense yeah, to You've me. just knocked off like seven major problems in a home, which in the long, which in the long run costs you money. It's safer to build, I would think. The way we do everything on the ground, you're not. There's no scaffolding, right? There's no. There's no lateral pressure. There's no blowout. Well, forget about the scaffolding. How about this? You're building right now. Let's say we're December, going yeah. into January in Toronto. You're building right now, and the clients say, "Oh." I want a brick right now. Mm -hmm. So well, we're going to have to scaffold, tent, propane. Yeah. And do that for about four or five weeks. Here's the extra on that scaffold, tent, and propane. You guys don't do that. You've got the heaters. You're building it. You're getting it all ready. Then you erect it. It's done without scaffolding, That's without right. tenting, without propane. That's huge, man. Wow. As a GC, that's huge. It is. To me, it's huge, man. I mean, I, I can see some of the negatives there, but I can definitely see him being this. This is the way you should be building a house. Yeah, I would love to do something where either do like a, a multi-story uh, low-rise, you know, maybe three or four stories, or even do like uh, townhouses and things like that. Because in those kinds of structures, you don't really get that much customization anyway. And that's where I can build in a concrete, make this thing bulletproof. So if you're, you know, if you are a landlord or if you're looking to rent this thing out or if you're looking for student housing or wow. things like that, right? Well, just, you get demising walls, which are fire resistant. Yeah. So well, you're, you're handling sound as well. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was going to ask next. What and is a sound? Tenants, too, that yeah. will damage your walls. Good luck on trying to damage yeah, these exactly. walls. Yeah, exactly. Unless they're really committed to renting a jackhammer. Well, you could still, <laughs> yeah. still put drywall on this. You can, but you don't need to. No, but if you if you really wanted if you that really, look really or that feel. To. Okay, let's just say that if we're talking about drywall having an aesthetic of 10 out of 10, and then let's say uh, a block wall would have like a 3 out of 10, this thing would probably have like a 9 out of 10. I would prefer this surface over a drywall any day. Mm. Yeah, so would I because I love concrete. You know, because the thing is drywall is still nice and it's the go-to thing. But unless you're doing level 5 and you're skimming the whole thing, you're parging, which is basically what this is. Yep. So you're putting drywall on top of this to create this look already. Would you guys buff and polish the inside walls? Yeah, while it's still flat on the ground. Wow. The exterior doesn't need to be done that way, but the interior does. Yeah. The exterior, like we, we don't, the form liner takes care of the interior because it's form liner, then the first level of concrete, right? Then the insulation, then the second level of con concrete, and then we finish the top, which is the interior of that second level. Do you guys do radiant floor heating also? We can. We can do yeah, that. That's can what we're going to be doing. Yeah, we yeah. Can, well, that's what we're doing for all the modular homes. You get in-floor heating. Is there a particular design that you already have that you sell already yeah. 
So engineered we, and, ar and architect? Yeah, yeah. So what we wanted to do is we want to make this uh, prefab home thing as simple as, as possible to, to look at and kind of understand. You know, we don't know if we have the perfect design or the design appeals to anyone. This is why we're looking for someone to kind of build a sample home with us. But we have a pretty good idea of, of where it's got to be as far as the aesthetic is, is concerned. And Lens House there, that was yeah. just, you guys were doing customized right That was there. custom. That was custom. That's His not one place of the looks like a regular, yeah, no, it's nothing like that. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. what did he use for wall finishing? inside he did metal stud and drywall oh, he did so the then drywall. he could add in whatever he yeah. wanted later on yeah and he's also got some really funky textured patterns on the inside there's this one wall that looks like marble and he's like oh that's concrete wow so it yeah. is, is the house featured on your website can we see the inside i don't know about the inside i don't know what the outside is but outside we should definitely is. put some so someone uh email me and tell me you want more pictures of lenses <laughs> um, we'll do it we'll both email yeah. so you. i so while we're at that topic yeah. right now what is your handle right now if your your phone number your instagram and or your web Okay, so a couple of things. So when we're talking about our, um, I'll just give you the website because all the information is there. So if it's anything to do with commercial work, so schools, warehouses, multi-res, agricultural, community centers. We had someone asking us about a fire hall today. Go to tiltwall.ca. That's T-I-L-T-W-A-L-L.ca. And it, custom homes, all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, custom homes would be it. So that's basically anything non-single family home. Single family home, that would be janvik.ca, and that's spelled J-A-N-V-E-E-K.ca, and that's where we've got all our modular homes. We have all the layouts, we have all the finishes, we have all the pricing. So if you're going to go to, I don't know, like a Ford or a Tesla website to see, you know, what kind of car you want to price out, we've tried to make this thing as close as possible to the way those things operate because it's so intuitive. It's so much easier. So that's what you did that on purpose to have the yes. custom and then to have. Just so easy. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. You'll take the project on right from the, the footings all the way to the top. When it comes to the non-commercial stuff, yeah, like the, the the modular homes, it's it's all us. The only thing we don't do is provide the land the landscaping. Basically, we'll take care of the permits. We'll take care of all the other stuff at an extra cost. But yeah, no, your your HVAC, your windows, your doors, your roof, you know, your kitchens, your bathrooms, everything is, is set up. But the landscaping, you leave it for the Portuguese, right? The, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What else do we want to know about Tiltwall, man? Have we covered? I don't think we've covered everything, man. I'm just, it's faster, it's cheaper, yeah, stronger. That, yeah, so it, actually one of the things that Carlito brought up, I want to talk about sustainability. So one of the things that I usually get pushed back on is, is that, well, wood is more sustainable. Like if you build from a, a tree, it's much more sustainable. You know, a tree sequesters CO2 and then you're just building it from that. This is a very, very good point that a number of people have brought up. The only problem with that is if I build a home out of concrete and I build a home out of wood and, and insulation and skins and, and a whole bunch of drywall and all that kind of stuff, the difference, according to MIT, is only about 10% in CO2 reduction. Really? That's only about... Apples yeah. and apples regarding yeah. the two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How's that? Kind of, there's still going to be a lot of... You still have... We get it. Trees, you know, sequester CO2. So you're building something that sequestered CO2. But you have to still insulate it. You still have to skin it. You still have to drywall it. You still have to cut the tree down. That's it's supposed to be the absorbing footprint. CO2. The That's right. Yeah. You have that. to transport it, right? You got to replant new trees. There's a whole bunch of other things. And the downside is it's not as durable. It's not as fireproof. It's not as energy efficient. Energy efficient. Right? Like, I mean, the warranties on those skins are 20, 25 years. Yes. Right? So what happens afterwards? You're going to rip off all your cladding and then replace Start it? Start all over again. That's right. That's what you're supposed and, to. So. And this is the problem in construction. This is yeah. what people are doing. Exactly. Nobody's moving into a house 
like if you want a maintenance-free home, yeah, this is the way to go. Most people, I really believe that like 70% of people do not belong in a home, and they don't even know how to do maintenance, and they end up in a world of hurting in the long run yeah. with overhead costs. Yeah. What I'm leading to is, you can have a maintenance-free home and have a house. Exactly, and and I agree with that statement. Yeah. Yeah. Energy efficiency, thermal brake. Like big for me, no mold and mildew, yeah. termites, and no mice, no rodents. Huge bonus for me. You don't like mice? You know what? <laughs> there's there's so much. There's so many things unspoken in construction. I know. And I feel that at this point, we never speak about it. This is a perfect moment to talk about the things that you're not going to spend your money on anymore. The problems that you're not going to have psychologically trying to fix something later on. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually better that, okay, go back to that MIT thing where 10% mm -hmm. only, I think homeowners should actually be doing a fair assessment on both sides. It's tough for someone like me who's in this yeah. and, and who wants to they know about it. They won't listen to you, right? But not, not, even, not even if I'm a homeowner, you know, let's say I work nine to five and then, you know, I got kids and I got to deal with homework. And I, realistically, how much time are you going to have to do this? Like, I'm in this business. This is the stuff that keeps me up at night. And I still have a very hard time obtaining this sort of information. Because they don't want to let it go. They don't want it to... It's it's hard. It's hard to, to understand. It's one thing is getting information, breaking it down, understanding it, verifying that it's... This is like, you know, like a, almost like a master's degree in figuring out how much yeah. CO2 you're, you're <laughs> contributing to. It's so true. I do have one thing on that point. There is, um, I understand that, you know, concrete production and cement conduction produce a lot of CO2. There are a number of things, and we're going to be working on this in the next year, that are, are being put in place to reduce that CO2 by a significant amount. Uh, I don't want to get into specific numbers right now, but it's 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 going to make a big, big dent uh, in, in as far as how much CO2 is being produced through uh, concrete production. And we're talking about Ontario specifically? This is, no, this is going to be like a, a global push, but we're going to oh, be really? doing this yeah, in Ontario. The most important thing, you know, demonstrate very quickly an, an example that almost anyone can, can understand as far as the durability of concrete and, and how it works. And, you know, it's ask someone, what's the oldest concrete or, or, or any structure? What's the oldest structure that you They're can think of? They're all made out of stone. Yeah. yeah. Castles. Not, and not I go wood. to Croatia, there's castles I know. that haven't moved. Any We're, any country, yeah. every single country, their oldest structure yeah. is made out of stone. Now think of the oldest wooden structure that you know. It's probably something going back to like the 70s. Some. I'm actually trying to think of the oldest structure wood-wise. Yeah. Well, I think France had that church that just burnt down. No, but that's... And what stayed was the stone the part. Yeah. yeah, The roof, I think, burnt down on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a Notre Dame there, traveler boy. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I looked this up. The, the oldest one was some uh, some temple out in Japan. It was like, I Oh, I believe that. Because, well, the 600 Japanese, years old or yeah, something, but, but it burnt down in the... So they had to... Uh, and they it. rebuilt it in a week. I know. Yeah, no, yeah. Japan's like known for that. It's beautiful <laughs> stuff. Well, yeah. let's yeah. talk about Egypt. <laughs> I mean, exactly. stone. Like it's stone. It's stone yeah. still. It's so still concrete. Croatia? All my, all my cousins that either live in apartments or that live in houses, they're all concrete and nothing changes. The only thing they do is they make a paint and yeah. they slap it on every year just to make it look just nice. Just change the color. That's all That's it is. That's it. There's no maintenance. But also I think there's an, another problem here in, in Canada and the United States. Just one? In Europe, <laughs> in Europe, I find that people spend their money wisely. They'll build a concrete home. They'll build it to their needs. They don't 
over-exaggerate the home. They'd mm. rather over-exaggerate their car or their trips. Yeah. Yeah. They'd rather go skiing in Spain Life. or Life. dinner yeah. in France. Or It's a different way of thinking. Here, people yeah. think that, oh, I'm going to build this huge house, and uh, there's only two of us, but it's 25,000 square feet. Yeah. It just doesn't make any it's gonna sense. It's going to be crap, man. It's going to yeah. be a lot of but, tight space. Yeah. You know, I'm curious. <laughs> if I built a concrete house. I don't have to worry about storms anymore, yeah. or wind knocking my house down, blowing it away. Well, your research, Michael, when you've been yeah. doing something, because I'm sure you've done a world of research versus us, who in the in the world who's actually leading in concrete structures? I wouldn't be able to tell you that to no? be honest with you. No, I it's it's uh, I know that in the U.S. they're doing a lot of tilt up. They're doing uh, a lot of tilt up. I think about fifteen percent of their commercial work is, is, wow. is tilt up. Yeah, and it's for those guys. There's Ontario seems to be one of the few places in North America where there isn't a lot of tilt up. Well, I think it's a, and I'll say it. I just think that the OBC and the National Building Code and the inspectors and the entire industry itself is there. Like you said earlier, they don't care. About about evolving they're not interested in changing what is the n typical and so this is how we expect you to build you know pour that foundation get it done start building from there mm -hmm. make it all timber and then that's it they don't want to deal with oh this is more work I'm gonna have to figure out how to I gotta read another book or I gotta do this or I gotta do that I think you're right I think there's got to be de definitely a lot of complacency on there and I think the what it's gonna take is it's gonna take like a radical push yeah. kind of like what's going on in automotive right you have this one little startup company that is now changing the face of automotive Exactly. Other companies are trying to keep up with Tesla. It's because they, they <laughs> made cool cars that people wanted, well, and, and that's where the whole thing started, right? For me, I don't really like Teslas. You I don't, don't have to. No. Like, no, 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 it's okay. I do no, understand. Nobody's perfect. I know the point is, what I yeah. like is that there's finally a market that you can actually, you know what, you've got a good idea bring it to market because yeah. I guarantee you the market there is a percentage of the market that will actually embrace it and that's what right? we, we're, we're trying to do make this as simple as possible to go oh you know this is pretty cool at a commercial level yeah. most businesses are built from steel erection yep so you know they're coming in they're putting steel beams and then just cladding it how do you balance out the costs versus Okay, so let's say we're we're doing steel. Like, let's say we're we're com we're competing on or we're bidding on a project that's uh, it's got perimeter steel and let's say precast or SIP panels or something. Right off the bat, we eliminate all the perimeter steel. The reason being is because all of our walls are structural. So we've got you know once these things go up, we just caulk the joints and that's it. Like, there's no. I mean, yeah, we got brackets, little ones. As far as the perimeter steel is, that that's gone. Right, all the carpentry is gone from the exterior walls. We eliminate all the masonry. We basically reduce a lot of the trades. First of all, it's very hard to get a hold of mason nowadays. We eliminate that need for them, right? And it's instead, a really good point. Yeah. We're losing masons. We are. That's the reality. Well, we're losing it. trades in general. We're getting close to wrapping up here. And sure. Car Carlito generally has a, a bunch of questions at the end that he always asks. Well, drags I, it out for like another two hours. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. I, I, I'm, song. No I, have, I do, I'm always trying to learn. So. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I think we've said, all of us have said at some point today that the best ideas that have ever come into residential come from commercial. So why wouldn't you build a concrete home? We're talking about a commercial product at one point. In Europe, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. It's always been residential in, in yeah. Europe. So why aren't we doing that? Like, why aren't people trying to entertain it or at least learn more about it? Okay, so I was actually trying to figure this out because a lot of pushback I got when I was began researching concrete homes was is like, well, that's just not the way we do things, right? You know, you've got the richest part of the world using the cheapest building material, <laughs> right? <laughs> 
Isn't that amazing? That how is you so look at brilliant. It. Like it you, is so true. I can't believe I didn't think of that myself. And if you go to a place, like if you go to, let's just make fun of Eastern Europe because I'm Eastern European. <laughs> so, you know, you, you've got countries that are years behind in other things or, you know, I've been, let's just say, communist rule or, you know, just a, a society that's not really made to innovate and they understand, you know, you just want to build it from concrete. Why would you want to build it from anything else? They understand it's, building. It's sturdy, yeah. And so I was looking into that and I think one of the reasons why we started building with wood to start off with, you know, whatever, 200 years ago, 100 Pioneers. years ago, whatever, is you come here and then it's like, what am I going to, I'm going to freeze What am I going to use? My, what am I going to use? Mm. And then just trees as far as the eye can oh, see. Oh, I thought you were going to say, yeah. let's burn the next door neighbor's yeah. house down. <laughs> no, no. But it's true. Then you're both screwed, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. trees. That's all it is. This That's is what a, we have, so let's trees, use right? this. Yeah. And I understand there's a certain level of comfort, you know, let's say building a log house or something like that. But it gets to the point where your necessity or your availability of resources changes, but our minds aren't programmed like that. You got something that works, right? You, you stick to that and, until you get a tremendous level of pain to, <laughs> to, to change yourself, right? I mean, we get a lot of, our website gets a lot of hits after hurricanes because, or forest wow. fires. Because someone's like, well, I don't want this stuff happening again. And isn't it funny though? Lots of clients are starting to put in uh, standby generators. Yeah, they're starting to think of those one-off, maybe once or twice yeah. in your lifetime uh, situations that happen. It happens when it does happen, yeah. and then they go, "Well, then there's a surge as a result That's right. of it." Yeah. So, I mean, I know you would want to be in a concrete house. Oh, I would yeah. want to be in a concrete house. I love concrete. It's just insane. So, all right, back to you. A thousand questions. Um, what else? Do you have any stats on how the concrete houses or how your forms work with earthquakes there are uh, not me personally we don't get a lot of earthquakes in ontario but there have been improvements to, uh, there was a case i think it was like home depot or walmart and something happened in a tilt-up building but it turned out that it was like the building next door that fell down and knocked over these panels so oh, wow it wasn't uh, and that's rare um, the buildings in the southern states especially for hurricanes and stuff like that like you can't build the, the kind of home that we're building here because one hurricane and the only it's thing done. remaining is your foundation walls, right? They've improved it somehow. They made it a lot more earthquake-proof than it was. But, yeah, I don't really have a lot of stats on that one. If you could change something in construction, what would you change? I would change the amount of labor required to do things. Like, I would want to, you know, I've, March break and summer sucked for me because my old man's a GC. So it was like, hey, you know, <laughs> come, you're going to dig ditches. And I'm like, oh, gee, thanks, guys. <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your, your back started to tingle. You, so now, yeah, you gotta, your, your yeah. back started to tingle around May, right? Yeah, Mid-May, exactly. it started yeah. to tingle. Oh, I don't know. I think I broke my leg. Um, so my old man took me to a lot of job sites. And the, the problem was is that, you know, you're giving all these tools and you're giving all this material that you have to, like, fashion and custom and then make it work and, you know, tighten this and unscrew that. And, you know, you're working under the foundation. Like, it's, it's such a nightmare environment to work with. And then you have so many options, and then you got the client that's going to be like, you know what? I changed my mind. Just rip everything out, and we'll do it all again. That no, never happens. Oh, are you kidding me, right? <sighs> uh, and then I'm not even talking about <laughs> trying to collect money and all that kind of fun stuff. But it's, I just wish it'd be more, we would standardize things more often. Like that, and that's what we're trying to do. Instead of giving everyone whatever you want, you know, give them four options or five options and just kind of standardize it. Yeah, it's not going to meet everyone's requirements, but if we can meet 80% of the requirement with 20% of the customization, let, let's I do totally that. I totally agree, man. I totally, like, it, the problem I think with a lot of GCs that come in for residential, let's just say, is that they offer the world to yeah. the client. 
And the thing is that no client, or there's probably a small percentage of yeah. clients out there that can't afford the world. Yeah. So the reality is that don't offer them the world. Yeah. Give them the packages based on what you know as them as clients and what yeah. they're actually really looking for. They want an energy efficient house. If they want a house that's going to last decades, centuries, no problems at all, mm -hmm. then you start talking to them about certain things. But yeah, a concrete home, like a tilt wall home, should be an option to them. They should pay attention to it, despite the naysayers. And like you said, like the Teslas out there and the guys, the thing is that someone in today's day and age, almost 8 billion people on this planet, someone comes up with an idea, there is a market for mm -hmm. it. There is a percentage of the market for it out there. But then it's like, yeah, I'm still dumbfounded that Ontario is not embracing this. Why? Yeah. They should be embracing this. And, and I think it's just that's going to take a, a bit of time. I think we have a pretty good marketing tool as far as the way our website's designed and we try to make it as simple as possible to generate some interest and to figure out, you know, this is what we think might sell. You know, the market might be a little bit different. We can modify that. But once we finalize that design that's got mass appeal, then uh, I just want to crank these things out. Right? Nice. Let's Any get more questions? people indoors. Oh, three more then. Three, three, more. three more questions <laughs> from right, Carlito. Three. So we're trying to figure out a way to make construction more attractive mm -hmm. to the new generation. What is your suggestion to encourage people to not like, you know, everyone keeps saying, oh, be, let's mm -hmm. be tackies, let's, let's embrace technology. But the facts are we need people to build homes. We just spoke about losing masons yeah. and guys that are no longer around. What can you offer to the people that are listening a new direction in construction? I think we should make the things, okay, going back to standardization. So instead of, let's say, doing masonry, and obviously my opinion is biased, I would say where, you know, let's design the structural elements in a way that they're easy to put up, or even, you know, let's say we build these things in the factory and then ship them out. So it's going to be much easier to do that than putting up scaffolding, hired a bunch of guys that need to be technically qualified, experienced, and then working in the worst possible safety. work conditions. Safety. Yeah, and yeah. safety and yeah. weather and all kind of jazz, right? Put up enough things, like standardize the building envelope where we can mass produce these things and let people customize the things that they're, whatever paint you want. What, what do you want to paint it? I want to paint it green, I want to paint it blue. That's an easy bit. Do that thing. So instead of giving everyone the world, figure out which things you're allowed to customize and things you're not. Kind of like a car. It's like, oh, I want my windshield to be three times as big. It's like, no, dude, your car will collapse in on itself. <laughs> yeah, but I want it, right? Like, no, we can't build it that way. You're no, not allowed you to do that. No, you don't really know what you want. Exactly. I'm here to tell you what you want. Yeah. Right? That's Based on what you've oh, asked. Oh, it's realistic. Oh, yeah. it's just, you're just being realistic. It's true. And affordable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, yeah, I think that to his point about is that a lot of the younger generation, they don't find construction attractive. But the reality is that construction is attractive. There's a lot of elements in construction that need huge improvements. Yeah. And that involves tech or it doesn't involve tech. There is room for all this younger generation to dive in here to mm. actually add value to the construction industry and start changing things. Sure, you are going to butt heads with the status quo and they're going to tell you, no, you're wrong and don't think that. You have to do that. Mm -hmm. That's the way you're going to push. But if you're really passionate about construction, the kids will come. They have to come, man. A quick question. You guys are obviously growing. What kind of contractors or what kind of employees are you looking for and what kind of attitude? As far as qualifications, most of the guys that we use are are carpenters because our work is about forming as far as pouring concrete finishers you know that we sub out we have our guys on site to making sure that everything gets done properly but that is what we require of our guys is is carpentry if we're talking about things on site as far as attitude is concerned is um, get ready to learn be a team player. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, contribute. very cliche. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to contribute it, ideas. The, the, the biggest thing that, that kind of my biggest pet peeve is when 
I ask somebody to do something, and instead of going, hey, I don't know how to do this, or, or I, didn't, I have a question about this, just kind of leave it. I got to follow up and make sure they do it. That's infuriating. Like, I need someone, whether it's a vendor, whether it's an employee, or whether it's, I need someone to come to me with questions. Hey, I don't know how to do this, but what about this? Okay, cool, let's try this. Right, don't make me have to do your job for you. My last question for me. Yeah. I'm sure Manny's <laughs> going to have something to say. <laughs> Where is Tilt Wall going? Where do you want to see it go? What's new and upcoming? Okay, so as far as Tiltwall, we are doing more schools. We are doing more warehouses. We're doing more projects of all kinds of different scopes. My personal vision is I want to see more residential products coming out of us, whether it's low-rise, whether it's high-rise. It's, Me too. It, it's, it's insane how difficult it is to get an apartment in the city or even out of the city, a place to live. So me personally, my personal vision, this is why you know I'm, I'm big on the residential side, is uh, I want to get more people indoors. I want to get more people into a, whether it's an apartment or a house or a, a semi-detached, some kind of house where they don't have to arm in the leg for rent or, or, or the mortgage. Here's one for you, Michael. Yeah. I'll just give you this one. This, sure. one, this one you can have for free. <laughs> From the Portuguese individual to the yeah. left of you, okay? Yeah. How about if you just design, maybe just to test the market, a tilt wall shed? Ooh. Uh, how big? 10 by 10. A shed. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Because I think every Canadian mm. builds a shed. Oh, but that's interesting. They never last. And we've all huh. driven to the big box stores where we see the row of sheds that, you know, kind of look like they're offsprings of the Pisa Tower. But they blow away all the time. <laughs> they're always falling apart. And they're Can being we take this offline? Good. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so I said. I said you could, you could have That's it. That's pretty good. I'm just saying I've, I've been fascinated, me personally, about sheds because I've seen so many of contractors and everybody in the industry. You know, I'm going to build my own shed. It's like a deck. I think you still need professionals to do it. So I think a shed, and, and the, the difference between a shed and a home is uh, it's still a home. It still has the same principles behind it, but yeah. why do we build it a certain way that falls apart? We actually build it to make it fall apart. So I'm just thinking, you don't have to go to the extreme with the, the installation and everything. You can if you want so that you can actually store stuff in there and actually be safer. But that's just a thought, right? Because I've been hmm. fascinated with it, but uh, that's totally yours, dude. So it's all it's a nice little Christmas gift. <laughs> Concretechats.com. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm really fascinated about this. This is I really hope you guys expand the, the, resident, the resi market. It really needs to get in there, man. So I know that we're going to share. We're going to talk about it. We're going to let everybody know about it. I know that a lot of people are going to ask us questions about it. I personally want to see if you guys ever have a job going on, you let us know where it's oh, at. For we'll sure. drive to you. We'll come and check it out. I want to see. I'm telling you, as long well, as you have the mariachi love, band yeah. playing, I'm happy with that <laughs> because I need to see that music or we'll just out, we'll take his speakers from his van. Deal. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll start. We'll play the tunes. And I'm old school. So old school tunes. You're going to hear red. You're going to hear Euro beats is what you're going to hear. Okay. So <laughs> this has been lots of fun. Thank this you so awesome, much. Guys. Thank you so it. much. But hang on. So, so he does a little thing on the way out of here to get us out of here. Yeah. There we go. So now, Carlito, unless there's no more questions. No, there's no more. There's no more, right? There's no more. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the show. That's awesome. Thanks, Everyone, guys. check out Tilt Wall. If you're at the show here, come. Again, the booth number? 8227. There you go. You'll see him in the north section there. You can't miss it. Ask him as many questions as possible. Ask his so-called brother, <laughs> Len, as many questions as possible. This has been lots of fun. And even awesome. better, this has been so extremely educational. Thank you again, man. Get us out of here, Parley. TO416, baby. Yeah! <laughs> Love it.